Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. I, I feel bad. I feel like I was poo-pooing the preseason in game number two. Uh, I, there's got to be people that are like tailgating at the Muni lot right now that are like, oh, man, what? None of, the, none of the starters for the Giants or the Browns are playing? Well, at least we're drinking some beer, and it's 9 in the morning, so that's okay, too. Uh, let's go out to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. He's pre and post, uh, 660 WFA and the fan in New York. Of course, longtime NFL punter. His name is Jeff Fiegels. Joining us here on the fan. Jeff, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. We're, uh, I'm, I'm actually here in New York. We're bracing for this uh, hurricane that's coming up through here, but it doesn't look like it's going to be all that bad, at least where I live. But... Uh, yeah, so doing good. Uh, a little strange to be talking about a uh, football game at 1 o'clock on a Sunday in preseason, but uh, I like the way that the NFL has kind of scheduled these games for the fans to be able to watch football all day long, both Saturday and Sunday, so that's kind of cool. That's well, great, but now I have to ask you about the hurricane. Are you, you're okay? You're out of the way. Everything's okay? Oh, yeah, everything's good. We're just getting a little bit of rain up here, and uh, yeah, it's all good. It's like all New York is worried about a hurricane. You're like, we got a little bit of rain. We're, we're, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's all good. We're good. Kind of so. <laughs> uh, with the preseason, now you, I mean, you played for forever, which, by the way, I love that. Uh, just one stat I love about you is how you had, you were in two different Pro Bowls uh, separated by 13 years, which I think is just, that's so that's so cool. You were, you were yeah. dominant at one point and then dominant at another point, and in between you were great, and it's just like, I, I love that. I think that's so cool. Uh, but you've seen a lot of preseasons then, and now you're watching now where we, we have three preseason games, and in the case of the Giants and the Browns, joint practices took over everything Thursday, Friday. Now neither team is going to be playing I know at least Daniel Jones is not playing for the Giants, and the majority of the starters aren't playing for the Browns. Do you hate that this is the direction of the NFL in preseason, or are you okay with it? Um, I'm okay with it because I think that you know the real effect here is that, uh, and I know just because of how many years I played in the in the NFL and doing these joint practices, um, you get a lot out of these as a player, as a an evaluation for the organization. And, you know, when you think about, you got, I'll just tell you, like for the offensive line, you know, you've got like 13 or 14 guys that are in camp right now. And the amount of work that they get individually with another team um, during the week, like Thursday and Friday practices, they're getting way more reps than they would at in a regular NFL game. And by the way, the coaches are right there. So mm-hmm. they're able to coach instantly, where on the games they can't. So I think that's, that's the important thing about it. And I think that's a good thing. Um, for the fans, it's probably not as good, but I think going forward, the fans need to understand that this is kind of the wave. This is what's going to happen from now on, um, and probably be better off going to the practices rather than going to the games because they're going to be able to get up close and personal a little bit more and 
that's just the way it goes. So, um, unfortunately, the preseason games are now turning into game-like evaluation for the back end of the roster guys, and that's that's really how it works. Now, that three that third preseason game is going to be treated like the normal three third preseason game that they've always been doing. So the starters will play the first oh, you half think so. going into the but tonight or today it ain't going to happen. Oh so no, that. Jeff, that's really that's really interesting. So you think the third one is going to be treated because we have that that week off in between? You think that'll be like the third one used yeah. to be, where you see? So because we generally don't know, and I don't know how Stefanski thinks with these because we didn't have training camp last year, so right. we we have no track record with him, uh, and yeah. and really the the whole league is no track record based off of three preseason games. So I've I've just I've I've been guessing at most, but that's what you believe. I like that. That will happen. And, and I, I would imagine across the league, um, the third preseason game, as usual, will be. And, and the coaches, you know, there are new players. There's new starters on every team, offensive, defensively, special teams, stuff like that. So um, the transition of going in at halftime and coming back out is something that the team doesn't really normally get to, to do with the starters during the first two preseason games because they guys play like one series. Then they got the shoulder pads <laughs> off. So that's kind of uh, – kind of the process that they like to go and do come out of the locker room go get a series in the third quarter and then they're out so um that's what you're going to see next week and then you have a two-week break um to be able to come out of that third preseason game where normally you would have that fourth preseason game so to be honest with you what's happened is the third one they're, they're treating it exactly the same as they always have the first preseason game has now been turned into the fourth preseason game if you're following me here because none of the stars yeah. playing the first game and it's just kind of, you know, they're evaluating some of these young, young guys that have never played in the NFL game. And that's because there is no fourth preseason game. So it is a little bit strange. The landscape of the NFL is definitely changing when it comes to these joint practices. I don't know what the Browns are doing next week, but I will tell you the Giants are headed up to New England to do this again against the Patriots. So um, it just goes to show how important the coaching staff see this at. And I know that Joe Judge and Stefanski, they both have a really good relationship. And I think that the practices went well because they were very well planned out. And I think both teams understood that they had to get a lot of stuff done when they were there. Yeah, you only had like a little bit of a brouhaha at the at the very end. Yeah, it was at the end, yeah. Yeah, and, and I saw the end of the video of it. It didn't seem like it was a major deal nah, either. Yeah, you know, it's football, and yeah. that's just the way it is. And I know there was a little bit more humid and hot yesterday or the day before, and, you know, that happens. But I was telling everybody – about the fights and things that there are, you know, if you have a purpose, that's great, but it is football guys. They're grown men. <laughs> yeah. They get, they get angry and they're going to fight. That's just going to happen. You just try to try to control it as much as you can. Now, Jeff, I've been uh, watching some of the, the media members in New York go up to Odell and a couple of them have like the handshakes that they still have with OBJ and OBJ came <laughs> on over and did, like, it's so cool. Right. And, and I've been yeah. reading the comments on it and uh, I found it fascinating that it seemed like, like, to uh, to a man, every comment was like, "We want OBJ back. We love OBJ. We miss you, OBJ." It seemed like there was no like hate or anything attached to Odell Beckham Jr. And we know he's polarizing, but it seems like there's still a lot of love within the Giants and the Giants fan base for OBJ. Well, I mean, look at he was a dynamic player and still is, and so you know he brought a lot of uh, success to that position. He brought a lot of big play potential that we have the Giants have not seen in a while. So, yeah, there's still a lot of love for him. And, and by the way, you know, he is, he is very charismatic. Uh, He's got a great personality. Mm -hmm. you know, there's just some parts of it that people just don't like. But for the most part, you talk to the beat writers and the people that cover the team, um, they always got along well with OBJ. So, I mean, there's not a lot to not like about him, especially when he's on the field. And I know the Browns fans have got to be extremely happy to get him back.
Yeah, so it's so interesting because Browns fans are kind of like divided on OBJ, and I think that I think it's so weird because uh, Baker in the first seven weeks last year, before the you know when OBJ was on the field, didn't look as good, and then sure. post OBJ, all of a sudden turned into a top five quarterback in the NFL and was awesome, and and it's it's just it's so hard to tell. I, I keep telling people like OBJ's got immense talent. Uh, you're better with OBJ on the field than without, but I feel like I, with the exception of the Dallas game last year, a lot of Browns fans have kind of been waiting for him to put it all together here. Yeah, and I, I think that it's, it's a little bit of a feeling out process, too. You know, you have Jarvis Landry there, who's an extremely excellent receiver. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not many teams have that type of talent. It's two two guys. And I think Baker has just felt – I think he just finally has understood that, you know, we're going to run the offense the way that I want to run it. You either get the ball or you don't. And if you don't get the ball, please just don't come to me telling me you want the ball all the time. Yeah. And I think receivers are the biggest divas in the game. You know that. And these guys are constantly wanting the football. So, you know, you can't, uh, that you can only divvy up so much. But until they all understand that part of the winning way is to just accept what it is and take what the defense gives you and, and go from there. And I think that's where Baker made a great a great jump last year in understanding that and I, certainly they're going to be one of the better teams this year in the NFL which is great for Browns fans. Has Freddie Kitchens has he laid low if that's even possible for him? How's he been with the team? Great. I think Freddie has been in one of the situations where he's been moved around a little bit. Last year he was to- coaching the tight ends and uh, this year he has a little bit more of a responsibility kind of helping with the offensive line and, and more of an offensive assistant kind of like you know bouncing around to different things. Um, so that's kind of been his role um, and working with Jason Garrett. But for the most part, yeah, people, you know, Freddie is a very vibrant, kind of exciting guy. And I think the fans don't really get to know him that well because he's just a position coach at this point. But um, for the people that know him and been around him, yeah, everything is going well. And I think he's enjoying himself. Now, Jeff, you made your bread and butter being a punter. Uh, do you scout other punters or is that like, like, are you really, I want to know about what you think about Jamie Gillen, but I don't know if you stay in depth with uh, uh, the different punters across the league or anything, but I, I got to say, I don't get impressed by punters often, but with Jamie, I like him a lot. Sure. Sure. Well, I know Mike Prefer reached out to me in the off season and was wanting to, uh, you know, have me talk to Jamie a little bit and, you know, discussing some of the things because, you know, what happens, these guys get in the league, and uh, especially the Australian guys, and they, they just don't understand NFL football, real American punting. <laughs> and so they've got to be able to convert to the way that you have to be able to kick in the National Football League. And you know, they take that Aussie style and they try to incorporate it into it. So um, once you make it, then all of a sudden you've got to start building on your mental aspects of the game. And I think that's where Jamie's going to try to improve on his game going into this season. So a lot of talent there. I know that they're very excited about him and um, to be honest with you, I don't really follow all the punters per se, but more following with the team and the special teams units. Um, and I'm just infatuated by that that aspect of the game. I always am. And so, as we all know, it's a third of the game, but a lot of people don't think of it. But uh, I think that you know, it is it is the game is changing, and I think the punting position has changed immensely. A lot of people don't understand it with the uh, emergence of all these Australian rules guys that come over here and they kick the football in all these different ways. They've got the boomerang kick. They've got the end over end kick. They've got the, all these different types of punts. And uh, it's just interesting to watch. And uh, it's, it's kind of fun to, to be able to watch these guys execute those on game day. Well, that's fascinating, though. So what, what advice did you give uh, Jamie when you talked to him? You know, I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I just got a chance to talk to Prefer. Okay. And I uh, was basically just telling him, you know, just to, to kind of, I know that a lot of guys try to do too much, and that's the problem with anything when it comes to kicking. 
And you really just, when you go on the field, just it's almost like golfing. You know, if you got a wedge in your hand, you know you're trying to put the ball next to the pin. Just try to do that. Don't, don't try to, you know, do anything else and just kind of perfect your, your, uh, your, uh, your skill and go out there and do it one kick at a time. Because a lot of guys just try to, they just go on the field and they don't really know what they're doing. They know how to kick, but they just don't have a plan. And I think that's important for those guys to understand that. It's really fascinating. Well, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate you giving us a couple minutes, and uh, hopefully we catch up with you down the road. Sounds good, and uh, hopefully we have a good game today. Hopefully we see some good football, and I appreciate you uh, having me on the show. For that question. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate you so much. Jeff Fiegel is, of course, a longtime NFL punter there on 92.3. The fan, of course, he has been doing all the, uh, the pre and the post stuff for the Giants, so he is firmly entrenched into the Giants' camp. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.